0: What's up, what's up? Welcome back. It's your girl, Seams. <laughs> so, basically, um, we just came back to school a few days ago from break. And over break, I realized a lot of very interesting things. One of them being that in this life, we have to work and there's no getting out of working there's no escaping you know the fact that we have to wake up every day and do something no matter what it is and we're here essentially to uh work to create to make a life for ourselves to instill within ourselves values that are able to carry us through the trials and tribulations of everyday life and so I came to the understanding that if I am to work in this life, it will be from my heart and it will be something that I love because otherwise it'll be a waste of time. And if I don't put love into what I'm doing, then, you know, I might as well not do the thing, right? Computers can do that thing. It's not something that is necessary for me to put my energy and attention. And time and heart into because it's just arbitrary and unnecessary. So I decided that I have to make my work my own. What does this mean? It means being as creative as humanly possible while simultaneously attending school and juggling, you know, a routine and attempting to stay on track with my schedule and, you know, go to the gym and Manage my meals and do all the things right. Um, could be stressful, could be stressful if we wanted it to be, if we made it so, but that's unnecessary, is what I realized. And what is necessary is my work because it's the only thing that matters. Excuse my throat, also, I do have a sore throat. Um, and so. Because we have to work in this life anyway, I'm going to make it my goal and duty to do everything with love, right? Every single aspect of my life that involves working or moving or trying or, you know, waking up or maintaining a schedule or anything is going to be infused with care, attention, And at the end of the day, unconditional love. Because that is what you will receive out of whatever you put it into. Um, And so, when I realized this, I realized that I will have to be working, obviously, on my creative passions. That includes, you know, I run a blog. I do run a YouTube channel. And then I have this uh, platform here for podcasts and the like. And it's been kind of a challenge, like, trying to get it all kick-started and everything. And I do have a few inspos and role models that I do look to. And they help uh, in terms of helping me find my own balance, you know. And so uh, I just discovered this really cool website today called Gaia. And uh, it is it is nice. It's phenomenal. Um, it's full of helpful videos um, on yoga and meditation and the like, everything like that. And I just realized that, you know, I am trying to kickstart a sort of foundation that has to do with um, mindfulness activities. And at the end of the day, just, you know enlightening others on how to keep a balanced, focused, productive, happy, and loving lifestyle. And it sounds uh, unachievable, almost, because we just have so many things in our lives. Everybody has something. Everybody has something to do, or deal with, or figure out, or look forward to, and it's tiring. But... When we realize that the most important investment that we can ever make is within ourselves, we realize that you know it's not such a bad thing to do the maintenance um, cybernetically psychocybernetically, if one may like to call it, so the internal work in a sense, to put it lightly, um, and the internal translates to the out uh, to the external, right as above, so below. that's always how it works so When you do do the internal work, your life becomes cleaner, more purified, more uh, simple, uh, less cluttered. And, you know, there's so many ways to clear your subconscious mind, right? Which encompasses (laughs) a lot of the information that we take in all the time. Um, And so meditation is one of them, which I still have yet to do uh, upon coming back here just two, three days ago but um, I do listen to you know music and stuff while I study that is replenishing in ways and that doesn't really take away from what I'm trying to focus on or uh, anything that has to do with my mood or mental stability or mental state in the moment or anything like that Uh, so I do listen to like Chakra healing music, I listen to binaural beats and the like. And yes, it's all very well and good, but it's actually making me realize that I love <laughs> studying more than I thought I did. Um, because you you make it fun when you have this sort of extra motivation to, okay, this is like a peaceful time right now. Like I can really just delve into what I'm doing and sit here in this cafe or library and just be... And, like, I'm so lucky to be sitting down and warm and with a working computer and device at a university where knowledge is readily available and the like, right? So, another thing I realized this break is that it is all what you choose to see, right? This life is all what you choose to see, even visually, Um we know that people, you know, perceive colors differently than others and perceive the world around us differently based on past experiences and, um, based on, you know, uh, everything that we've been ingrained with throughout our lives in terms of like being raised and, and everything like that. I'm very tired. So the word that I was trying to think of was, um, was imprint uh of sorts, and the like it was, we just see the world very differently as human beings, and when I realized this, my mind was blown almost because I was like no way like <laughs> you know i I thought everybody operated the same way, uh entirely false completely irrevocably completely false. People operate in a way that is sufficient for the mental habits that they have formed along the way. And that is it. People operate in a way that is very, very um, habitually suited for themselves. And whether this is good or bad is, you know, questionable based on, past experiences, level of insight, even DNA structures, genetics, everything like that. So people are inherently very, very different at the core. Uh, But we are similar in that we all have these differences, right? That is our underlying similarity, the fact that we are each very unique. And that's beautiful because if you think about it, we are all human right hopefully we all have the same underlying emotions and troubles and and thoughts and patterns of repetitive thought and you know it has a lot to do with cognitive study and psychology and the like it's it's arbitrary when it boils down to it it's very easy to understand um but we still are extremely complicated if the brain could understand itself it wouldn't be able to function the way it does right in a way that is fractal and so we build off of our own experiences and shared experiences and that's how we interpret the world um is another thing i realized and so why i've been working fairly hard on trying to formulate um this sort of creative edge and implement it in my day-to-day life Is because I find it very very important that everybody that would ever listen to me ever in my life (laughs) um, understands that we have so much thinking to do while we're here and that we should never stop thinking and we have so much learning to do that is the reason why we have taken birth Um, and that is why if we don't learn our, uh, our lessons well enough for our soul to evolve and grow, we will have to serve more time here um, on this planet in another life. And, you know, such is the philosophy of reincarnation, right? Um, and so that is my belief. Um, the Bhagavad Gita is a book that I read a lot and I uh, read it almost every day Um, it talks about how if we are not operating from the heart we do not (laughs) uh, understand right our vast potential and our and our limitless potential and our ability to grow and evolve and change as spirits as spiritual beings And when we don't understand this, we are limiting ourselves in a way that is most detrimental and, um, you know, just most, uh, we're inherently debilitating ourselves. And this is dangerous because it keeps us trapped in this sort of one track way of looking at the world and one track way of thinking and we we can't do this we we must be fractal like the universe that operates around us within us uh with us because that is the way that we grow that is the way that we expand and uh just like all things we must you know eventually go through we go, we go through cycles right as human beings we go through very many energetic cycles with people with phases in our lives with thoughts thought patterns and thought (laughs) repetitions and um, you know the timing of things and experiences and goals and we go through patterns and you know if we could just take a step back and uh, realize for a second that everything that is being done to us is by orchestration of the physical world with which we interact and of which we have come to become a part of we we are a part of but we are not that itself right we are not the physical we are not the physical body we are not the vessel that encompasses the life within right we are that which sees through these two eyes right we are that which um has the ability to smell but we are not the nose right and we are not the eyes and we are not the brain or the fingers or the toes and similarly we are not the body if one were to take it as a whole we are not the body we are the consciousness itself that is behind the the window sort of that is operating this flesh machine and Once we come to realize this, we also come to realize that the ego is a direct manifestation of thinking that we are one with the physical. It is a direct manifestation of uh, the illusion that we um, spend every day allowing ourselves to be entrapped by and allowing ourselves to believe is real. So, what to do? Well... We must realize that um, we don't have an ego. We we actually are not the ego self, right? I'm not my name. I'm not my past experiences or my future experiences or this body because everything is just really at the end of the day an experience, including my name, everything. And so I am the substance, the sustenance, the energy that experience those experiences, <laughs> the Atman, right, in Sanskrit, the soul. Um, and when we realize this, we come to the understanding that everybody is the same way and that uh, we can decorate ourselves to no end, but, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we are really just decorating the temple. Yeah, sure you know of course why why does it have to be negative we are uh decorating the temple but we must simultaneously be serving it and remembering who is inside of it right and and so yeah when you realize that we that you are not the ego we come to this understanding that and realization that everybody is the same way everybody is the spirit soul underneath the spirit soul inside uh while simultaneously being above and beyond right and when we understand this it trickles down to you know not only humans but also animals right dogs cats crocodiles rats uh every living trees every living being has a soul and when we realize this the realization is so shocking and turbulent that it actually uproots us. And it's it's not a realization as much as it is a knowing. We, we go, oh my God, I've known this this whole time, basically. I, like, this is so true, and this doesn't seem like new information to me. And I feel it in my heart. I can feel it. I can feel how... I am much more than what I see when I look in the mirror, what I hear, what, 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 when I speak, and everything like that. Um, even the, uh, the intelligence that we have, right, that is passed down to us generationally, the soul is higher than that still. Uh, so in succession, it goes the body, right, first, um, or in opposite succession, whichever you'd like to. So the body and then the brain, right, which is a part of the body uh, and then the mind and then the consciousness, which is a direct link to the subconscious and then the, you know, ultra consciousness or the uh, ethers Um, and then higher still than the consciousness is, uh, is the soul. So mind, intelligence, false ego consciousness and the soul um and when we meditate actually uh it helps us get in touch with that uh that etheric body and the ones that precede it and it helps us uh, understand that we are the om right we are the transcendental everything in this universe is vibrating at a constant rate everything is vibrating and uh, this is proven in physics. And um, and because it is vibrating at a constant rate and we are vibrating, we don't notice because pretty much everything is vibrating at a constant rate. Um, and also it is energetic, so we can't see it with our subtle uh, human eyes. So when we come to this realization, we can immediately relate vibration to sound vibration uh, which is the easiest sort of way to uh, pinpoint and isolate um, frequency and when we do this we can come to the hypothesis and theory that creation in essence and the universe in essence operates by way of sound vibration And um, in the scriptures, it is said that the syllable OM, when you draw out the sound with your mouth, OM, you feel a vibration between your upper and lower lips. And this vibration is the constancy by which everything remains. And that's why sound, words, speech has such a profound effect on our environment because it directly manipulates everything around us in a way that is conducive to what it is that we are saying or uttering or announcing or whatnot. Similarly, even the thoughts that we think have vibration because um, you know we can simultaneously think these thoughts, right? So we are saying them mentally and we are hearing them at the same time how profound is it that we can say and even when we say stuff in the physical it takes a moment for the sound to travel to our ears for us to hear them but mentally it's instant there's no delay and this is important because this can be harnessed positively or negatively right Um, depending on the thoughts that we think so uh, one who thinks positive thoughts all the time creates a world um, by which they can view as positive, based on their constructive makeup mentally, and because of this, um, it's important to monitor our thoughts and remember to catch them when we ever, whenever we have negative ones. Uh, or even judgmental ones or anything like that. Um, with me, personally, it's so funny, right? Cancer rising. Uh, it it turns quickly into, into a mood. Into a mood. Into a negative mood sometimes. Or a positive one. Uh, based on my schema, right? Um, but it turns quickly into a mood. So really, I'm only hurting myself if I am thinking any negative thoughts um and uh, you know i am the type of person uh where i don't really think judgmental or negative thoughts about anyone anymore right i used to but i've done some work to train myself out of this uh but when it does happen rarely and it does um it is puts me in a very very bad mood I just feel overall extremely negative because as within so without as above so below right anybody that I'm judging or uh looking at negatively I I feel it I feel it instantly there's no delay I feel it instantly this this harshness of of mind and spirit and this yuckiness almost um and it's painful it's it's just it's such a struggle um and (laughs) it's impossible to you know to battle it it's very difficult so what I have to do is I have to talk myself through it and I have to say okay you're feeling this way accept it right first step acceptance um that's fine you know feel this way for a bit okay 10 minutes is over okay now let's think about All the reasons why you shouldn't feel this way, Seema. And let's start with number one, because you know better, obviously. And then I'll get into the list of reasons why I know how and why it is wrong to judge other people, right? Um, Because it is (sighs) fruitless. It doesn't get you anywhere. Number one, it's uh, unconstructive. Number two, it is a direct representation of the way your mind is operating and it keeps you from uh being at higher frequencies mentally and emotionally and we don't want to hurt ourselves number two we don't want to hurt ourselves uh number three you know that person is just trying to exist man (laughs) you know they're really just trying to live like you can't judge somebody uh for trying to live what why would you want to waste your time and energy that way? And, you know, it's, it's, it's natural. Of course it's natural. So that's why we have to make it a point to ease ourselves out of these habits and sort of redirect ourselves in a way to, that is constructive and inspirational into uh, better ways of viewing the world, better patterns of thought and, and better ways of thinking overall and I started to do this summer of 2017 because I had a lot of free time. I had a lot of time to myself to think. I went to a party on New Year's and somebody asked me what got me into all the spirituality and whatnot and my first honest response was pain. It was pain because uh, it's through difficulty that we grow, right? And it's... It's almost sad that it has to be that way. But once you kind of get past that, once you kind of stop pitting yourself, you know, and seeing yourself as the victim and seeing, uh, you know, the victim in any situation, you realize that we actually can break down these walls of sort of, I guess, labeling and and these borders and boundaries that we've put up for ourselves and our you know, victim minds, and our emotions, our victim emotions, and we can really understand that, okay, the ego is so false, it is not real, I am as good as the person next to me, as the person next to them, as the person next to them, I have the same emotion, and heart, and organs, and mind, and feelings, and, you know, we were all born once, and as such, everybody's equal, everybody's equal, um, and uh, you know the only entity higher than ourselves is source aka the universe aka god aka krishna aka all attractive whatever you want to call it in any religion religion is <laughs> in doctrine organization right it is rules and regulations that have been put in place to regulate um Masses, the masses. And actually, you know, it it started with the inherent need for control over people, over the land, um, etc. And it's, you know, evolved and changed over time into various different paths of philosophy. And there are all sorts of branches into, you know, how different religions think and the the ways that they go. But at the end of the day, they're the same because they all have the same underlying philosophy. And what is that philosophy? Worship, service, um, unconditional, uh, true love in, in, in the purest of forms, um in, in its highest essence, in its, to its highest degree. Um, knowledge, wisdom, Bhakti, right, uh, and and all of these things. So, when we realize that, and it takes some people all of their lives, we realize that there is no organized religion, there is no ego. Um, obviously, to exist in you know a society like today, we have to do certain fundamental tasks like get up and go to work and whatnot in order to ensure a comfortable surviving, uh, survival and lifestyle. But we cannot forget who we are. And uh, this is because everybody and everything is trying to make us forget who we are. Everything. Um, from schools, when you know, the education system, um uh, when from when we're very little to pharmacies and um and the way that they treat their patients and uh even the fluoride in our water even the milk that we drink uh you know when we're born aside from breast milk right the the milk that inherently uh, is manufactured in such a way that we actually have no idea what they put in there um We really don't, and we don't, for a lot of substances, all these makeup products and creams that I use even on an everyday basis. Um, So we must forego and avoid being a slave to society. And we can take small steps along the way, right? Um, It has to do with maintaining a certain order in our daily lifestyles. And what we allow to, you know, infect our bodies, right? Because they have been given to us as opportunities. And when you start to see this, your body and your life and everything as an opportunity, you become so grateful for everything that you have, number one. Number two, you realize that everything that you have can be altered into becoming better than it already is. And that is crucial because then you realize that you are in charge of that alteration and you have the potential to change your own life. Right. From, you know, monitoring the thoughts that you think all the way to ingraining a routine that is beneficial for your physical health, mental health, emotional health and the like and then it becomes very easy to eradicate toxic people lifestyle situations out of your life why because you are self-preserving right i said something today that the uh that the evolved individual is dangerous in that they are self-preserving and they are dangerous to people that are not self-preserving because they know the true meaning of karma number one And number two, time and how it should never be wasted. And number three, the true meaning and value and uh, preciousness of uh, life. And everything that it has to offer. And everything that we have to offer along with it. So, thank you so much for listening to me go off again. um, Just a few... You know, philosoph- philosophical reasonings and understandings that I came to this break. I am also on four hours of sleep. So, that is another thing that we are going to work on ingraining into our life. It is more sleep. Um, I definitely do not sleep enough. And sleep is necessary because it allows us to reboot, recharge, delve into our subconscious, um, have our brain work in a completely different way sometimes. So, Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.